I'm Karen Bugs, and this is my 15 Minutes of Fame, where we focus, accelerate, motivate, and empower entrepreneurs to excel. We begin each show with tips from the top, and today's tip comes from entrepreneur.com. And it talks about five ways to get out of startup mode and grow your business. The first thing that they say is entrepreneurs stay in startup mode way too long. So what they suggest is the first thing that you should do is delegate. Delegate because you're trying to handle everything and it costs you actually much more money for you doing it rather than you delegating it to somebody else. So the first thing is to delegate. Number two, it says pick your battles. Don't try to do everything picking a logo, picking colors for the website, sometimes those things aren't as important as we make them out to be. It says there are more important things to obsess over, like gaining customers and making money. Wouldn't you agree? The third thing they talk about is getting attention. Your most important task is to get attention for you and your company. So. How about getting some attention for your company? Maybe you can um, go to your local cable station or go to your local newspaper and have them to do a press release. But the whole point is for you to get some attention. Number four, it says to change your pitch. Sometimes we get into the regular habit and the, mon um, the monotony of saying the same thing over and over. So they actually give an example of instead of saying, I own a small web design company, how about saying, I own a web design company like none other that guarantees your company increased sales. Wow, how powerful is that small change? And the last thing is create urgency. Set specific timelines for action and achievements. Urgency is the key to getting things done. And here's how they close that article. Your vision is not improved by staying in startup mode. It's time to accelerate and become a going concern that is grabbing market share from the other big, more established players. It used to be the big who ate the small. Well, today, it's the fast who eat the slow. If you want to read the whole article, head over to karenbugs.com where you'll find the link and you can read the article in more detail. The next portion of our show is where we focus on one of the areas um, in order for you to grow your business. And today, our 15 Minutes of Fame guest is none other than Anthony Pfeiffer, the joy of learning guy at RecipesForLearning.com. Welcome, Tony, to the show. It's good to be here. Good to have you, Tony. Often in our conversations, you use the word or the phrase under the radar. And I just always found that conversation to be very interesting and as, as we started to talk about it more, the meaning I found was to be true for a lot of the entrepreneurs that I've connected with over the past few years. So today, we're going to learn what it means to be under the radar and how to make a transition to get from under the radar. Hmm. 
So today, Tony, tell us about where the idea under the radar came from. Well, I don't know if it's original idea. I, I think I mentioned that to you before that um, if you think of a radar screen and there's things that you can read and see. So there's people that are doing things, activities related to their business. It goes back to the article you were quoting about getting attention for your business, things like that. And then other people, um, I don't know why, um, I've been guilty of it, is they, they hide, um, they draw back, they're um, not certain, mm -hmm. um, they don't use language like the phrase none other, right? I have a web design business like none other, right? So there's something about whether it's a fear, it's a doubt, there's something that's driving um, the individual from just being bold and stating what's in their heart, their ideas or dreams. You know, for me, most people have a dream or multiple dreams. For sure, they have ideas, and, and some of them are really good ideas, um, but unfortunately, they're hidden. They're not detected. It's like there's this powerful engine under the hood, but we're never going to know what's under the hood because nobody's letting us know what's there. So can you tell me, like, what does that look like? What are some of the people, or not necessarily the characteristics, but what are some of the things that people under the radar, what do they do? What do they look like? Well, you know, I was thinking um, before I came into the studio, um, I was thinking about my mother-in-law. Um, she was a dear woman, 4'11", 16 children, um, could make garbage food into gourmet. Um, um, at the end of her life, um, toward the end of her life, she uh, was wanting to make certain that the title deed to the property was in the name of her deceased husband. And she found out that it wasn't, and so now she had to step up. She was a person that was always behind the scenes, always cooking, always caring, taking care of the family, taking care of the neighbors, all right? Now she has to have a voice, mm -hmm. right? And uh, so through some encouragement and some uh, driving, because she didn't drive, from the hometown in Ponce, Puerto Rico, to San Juan back and forth a number of times, she began to give voice to her rightful claim. And then as a result of that, she recognized that there were other people that were in a similar situation. Mm. And I was, I was reflecting on that. It's interesting. If you think about it, we step up for what is rightfully ours. We give voice to who we are. We shout who we are. We um, move forward with our idea or dream. And at the same time, we recognize that we're actually impact influencing and empowering other people. So as a result of her giving voice, other people stepped up. They were mobilized. And they had a voice together collectively in the community. And then they got right title deed. Um, and then also just on a small scale, and I'm sure you've had this experience, it could be a workshop, be back in the days when we were in school, and nobody dares ask that question. And that one question that is just bugging you to ask, if you would ask that, not only would you get your answer, but you would actually open up other questions and more learning for everybody else. Wow, that's powerful. So what if you have someone like a stay-at-home mom or a, a dad who's who, working in a profession or maybe own a small business and they're just okay with being okay? Would, would you <laughs> consider that to be something yeah. like under the radar? Yeah, um, and the reason I'm laughing is, is um, everything we do in our lives is by choice. Mm -hmm. 
um, even if it's a default, it's still choice, right? So my mother-in-law or that other mom or whatever, um, maybe they just don't want to be in the limelight. You know, there's always a choice and then there's a consequence. So if you want to be in the limelight, then there's a lot of responsibility that goes in the limelight because now people are really watching you. So there's a risk in saying, hey, this is what I want to do. As soon as you know, as a coach, you've taught me that, as soon as I say, well, I want to do this, then there needs to be some deadline, the urgency, the action plan. Oh, no, why did I open my mouth? Because now I have to deliver on that because somebody heard me make that statement. So in the case of the, the person, the, the mom or whoever who chooses to be under the radar, um, I still believe, and I, and I know this to be true in my own experience and observation, that they have dreams and they have ideas and they've either parked them for whatever reason or they don't think they're no longer important or whatever. And I know you're definitely that person. You've been that person for me and I try to do that with the joy of learning is, is, is really um, allow people to um, hear themselves mm -hmm. with their ideas, hear their, hear their dreams be be you know put out you know kind of safe it's a cup of coffee whatever to begin with and and then then we become the midwives for those people's dreams absolutely this next category if you will of the under the radar person i know has personal meaning to you so when you talk about this one i want you to share a little bit with the audience about your own personal story um, I've got it down here as I got an itch that I need to scratch. Ooh. Did I actually say that? <laughs> yeah, you did. All right. all right. I believe you. You haven't lied to me so far, so all right. Good. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to answer. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, there, that comes from the whole aspect of a, an idea that um, you can't put away. Um, and... I also think that over time, mm -hmm. you're compelled to do it. It's almost like you're going to die if you don't do it, okay? Um, and I know with me, uh, it's always been about, as you know, it's always been about learning and the joy of learning. And I was the kid that they put in the hall, and I was the kid they dragged the desk to the teacher, and I get to say now it didn't work, okay? All right. But for me... I've always wondered why aren't we teaching children how to learn? And I've always wondered why we don't help mom and dad learn so they can teach their children at home, bigger than the homeschool thing. So for me, it's this, it just won't go away. And it really bugs me that it won't go away, you know? I mean, I try to ignore it. I try to change my mind about it. I try to distract myself from it, but I just have to keep scratching until eventually I actually do something about it. So how long have you been trying to ignore or stay under the radar um, with this itch that you have? Um, this time? Yes, okay, this, this time. This time. Uh, probably about 10 years, give or take. I started with those two questions, how, to, how come people aren't teaching children how to learn and mom and dad specifically. And I've gone back and forth with, I just want the answers. Then I realized I had some intellectual property. My passions fueled a business, um, but still kind of capping. It's still like, okay, I've failed in business before. Believe me, I've failed in business before. Um, and I've failed in a lot of things, all right? Um, so I have all my reasons. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'm 
a little bit older. You can tell by the gray hair and all that. So uh, I just have my excuses. But when I look beyond myself and ask the real why question, like why do we lose the joy of learning? And when I think in terms of I could at least help one person, mm -hmm. one family, right? Then I stop focusing on myself. I stop focusing on my fears. I stop focusing on all the failures that mm -hmm. I've kept score on. And ultimately, as you know, it's not about me. Just as it wasn't about my mother-in-law, mm -hmm. even though she needed to claim her voice and her right. But ultimately, it mobilized other people. And so my joy gets bigger because I'm actually mobilized. My joy gets fueled even stronger. The torch that's burning, that passion within me, keeps getting stronger because I'm stepping out. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. Let's be honest. It's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So what, what are some of the things that you do in order to help you, other than the fact that you said that you know that what you do or the passion that you have um, is bigger than you. What are some of the, the things that you actually do in order to hmm. move you forward and get past those excuses um, and get past some of those things that you've done in the past to uh, keep yeah. you under the radar? So That's a very good question. Um, I, I, I guess I don't consciously think about them. I just do them. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, I, 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 I pray. I read the Bible. That's always my breakfast in the morning spiritually. Um, and then I just go to work. You know, I mean, the challenge as an entrepreneur, as you know, is there's no structure. You're the boss, so you're the idiot boss, and, you know, you can't fire yourself kind of thing. So you have to really learn to discipline yourself. Mm -hmm. So some of those disciplines that come out of my spiritual practice then become part of my daily practice to, okay, it's 7, 7.30 in the morning, I'm an early riser, so I sit in front of the computer and I start working on some ideas. Or as you know, I mind map or whatever. Um, and, one, and I think one of the other things is, is, is to, um, and I'm real big about this, as you know, is to celebrate. It may be just one phone call. Mm -hmm. It may be one part of a, a project that I'm writing, mm -hmm. developing, right, the content, if you will whatever, one more blog post or whatever, mm -hmm. right? I can celebrate that. I think the other thing is is to, is to surround myself. That's where you come in um, and others, my dear wife, uh, is to surround myself with people that they're going to love me even when I'm stupid. No matter what. No matter what, when I fail. And, and then really ask, and this is a stretch for me, Karen. I mean this is a stretch, is to ask for help. Ask. Not Say that louder. Say that last part. Help! Ask for help, right? <laughs> Not only ask God, but ask your coach, ask your spouse, ask, you know, your, 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 your best friend. Excellent, excellent. So let's wrap things sure. up. Uh, you talked about basically two types of people that exist being under the radar. You talked about the person that was okay being okay. Um, you talked about, uh, you know, brilliant life-changing ideas such as the one that you had with uh, the joy of learning but they choose to keep playing it safe and playing small mm -hmm. um, 
you said some of the keys to making that transition for you was to one, connect with yourself, yep. but then to connect with the support system, um, connect with other people, maybe collaborate. Hmm. But the one thing that really stuck out is you said, I just keep going. I just keep taking <laughs> yeah. consistent action. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, what, is there anything else that you might add to um, maybe help a person no, that's, that's under the that, radar? That's very good. And, and as you know, I, I call you the queen of simple. Um, you really get the essence of, of what I'm saying Thank and, you. and the points of other, other people. But I think I'll leave, leave you with this, and, and you already heard this, but I'll say it again. It's the honeybee. The honeybee flies from the hive to the flower to pull the nectar and go back to the hive. That's the job of the honeybee. So I have this goal <laughs> to ignite other people and keep that joy of learning alive. So that's my goal, right? But in the, in the process of flying back from the flower to the hive, the bee, while pulling the nectar out of the flowers, connected the pollen. And it brushes its wings. And the, the amazing thing is, is the bee doesn't know that it's brushing its wings to drop the pollen mm -hmm. for the fruits and vegetables that we need. It pollinates those. And then that's also for future bees to come and pull the nectar out of those flowers, et cetera. And so that bee has a goal but mm -hmm. the contribution the bee is making, it'll never fully see or know. And that contribution, in most cases, will probably be greater than reaching the hive. And I believe it will also be the legacy of the bee. Thank you, Tony, for sharing your story and for encouraging others to come from up under the radar. I really appreciate your inspiration. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right. so. Now that we've had some conversation around uh, what's under the radar, and we talked about some things uh, of how to transition yourself from being under the radar, what's next? What do I do now? What do I do with this information? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you. The first thing that you want to do is you want to determine. Determine if you have a dormant dream. If you have an under the radar invention, a program, or you have a cause that's just dying to be mined. Ask yourself, what would I do if I removed all the limitations that I've set for myself? You'll only be able to ever achieve as much as the limits you set. So if you remove the limits, what would you be doing? And that's probably your dream that's sitting dormant. The next thing I want you to do is to write down the names of three people that you could connect with and share your dream. This does two things. One, it, it starts the accountability process because as Tony mentioned, once you put things out into the open, now you got to feel like you got to act on it. But then you start building your support team. The next thing I want you to do is to ask each of those three connections for a potential collaborative partner. Maybe they know someone who may be a good partner for you in order to get that dream from under the radar. And the last thing, I want you to commit to taking at least one action per day towards your dream. This is so important because the world needs that special gift that only you have. So I want you to determine, connect, ask, and act.
And to sum up this portion of Under the Radar, I want to read to you a poem that I wrote which will just drive home the point. It's actually a poem that Tony and I wrote together. So this was our collaborative partnership. It says, somewhere under the radar, lights shine bright. There are brilliant minds to connect, lives to be transformed, and dreams to take flight. Some are still hiding in mediocrity or fear, yet inventions, way cool ideas, and life-changing causes, they die each year. Mm. Come from under the radar and let your light shine. Give what you're here to give, make a contribution, and leave a legacy behind. So that's my inspiration to you for coming from under the radar and letting your light shine. Remember, you can always head over to KarenBugs.com for more information. Um, if you have a question, you have a comment, you're just not exactly sure what it is that you need to do next, you need some clarification, you can always find me over there at KarenBugs.com. The last segment of our show is always an opportunity for those from the entrepreneur community to get some answers to questions that they have. And we have two questions that we'll cover today. The first question comes from Colleen E. from Lexington, Kentucky. Colleen is a success coach who works with individuals and pushes them to be more. She's been in business for about two years. Colleen asks, when starting a business, how can you best explain to family and friends why you're so MIA? And for those of you that don't know, it's missing in action. Colleen says, I find the challenge being that I was always so super active and engaged in my relationships, and somehow I still am, but sometimes I also have to say no to work more on my growing business. You can find the details to the, an you can find the answer to that question over at KarenBugs.com. And our second question comes from Laura, who's in North Carolina. Laura helps artists to build their online audience using technology of the 21st century. And Laura says, when I have a bad month in my business, I can't figure out how to come out of the slump. Do you have any activities to help bring me to a better frame of mind to conquer the next month so it doesn't snowball? Whoa, haven't we all been there? Um, you can find my answers to these questions, again, over at KarenBugs.com. Feel free to share your comments and your suggestions with either of these two ladies, because remember, we're all in this together. Business owners and entrepreneurs can collaborate no matter where we are. If you have a tip to share, a question to ask, or a suggestion for a topic for our fame audience, just send an email to kb at karenbugs.com. Again, I'm Karen Bugs. Thank you for watching 15 Minutes of Fame. And until next time, serve others so well that they don't forget you. Mm -hmm.